Welcome to Balancing Work and Motherhood, the podcast for working mothers by working mothers. All we have to be is our best selves. Welcome. Hello, friends. Welcome back. It's been a crazy few months here in the podcast. There's been a lot of changes, a lot of chaos, a lot of hardship, but a lot of beauty, awesome, and new beginnings. As we've been combating all of the chaos, one principal thing kept coming up and it was hitting me over the head that I needed to come and speak to you guys about it. And that is gratitude. Yes, friends. Again, gratitude. It's something that we're going to talk about a lot. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. Throughout the last six months, it's been hard for me to sit in gratitude. And there's been pockets of time where I haven't been able to connect myself with that feeling of gratitude in my soul that is just so important. Gratitude helps us find the grit that we need to overcome situations. It motivates us. It helps us fight our ego. It helps us reframe. And it gives us the perspective that we need in order to dig ourselves out of these no way out holes. You know what I'm talking about, guys. When we're in the middle of those hardships, it's so easy to fall into the negativity. It's so easy to succumb to that negative self-talk. And you know the hole I'm talking about, that hole of self-pity, of there's no way out, I suck, all of these things. Oftentimes when we're sitting in there, gratitude helps give us the perspective we need to pull ourselves out of it. And I'm not talking about toxic positivity. Shit's hard. And we're going to be honest about it. Things are difficult. Times are tough. And it's not pretending if that what we're going through isn't painful. But it's understanding that, yes, in the pain and in the midst of the storm, finding that anchor point that reminds you that you're blessed, that you're protected, and that you're going to make it through this. It's that gentle reminder that life happens for us. And I am going to overcome it. That's what gratitude does. When I was able to finally come back to myself and be able to thank God and the universe for all my blessings, I was able to remember, okay, my blessings don't always look the way that I expect them to. My daughter's blessings don't always look the way I expect them to. Sometimes the biggest blessings in our life are wrapped up in something very ugly. And one quick example of our blessings don't look the way we expect them to is my daughter. She applied to a special magnet school. She had her heart set. She ended up not getting in. So instead, we put her in a different magnet school, which anybody that knows me knows that it's the top five best parenting decisions Ryan and I have ever made. No regrets. But in the middle of it, when she started high school, it wasn't a great situation. She felt some type of way about it. It always left a bad taste in her mouth. She always had that like bitterness. Fast forward to her senior year of high school when she was graduating. And she said something that left Ryan and I kind of proud and kind of stuck with me. She said, you know, mom, here at my school, I got to be smart and a dancer. Because in her high school, she was in the engineering magnet. And they also happened to have a really great dance team. So she got to experience high school in probably the best way possible. She understood that if she would have gone to the other high school, she wouldn't have had the same experience. She would have been labeled as a dancer. She wouldn't have had the exposure to the classes that she had. And her trajectory would have been very different. And as we look at something silly like that, just that small example, you think, okay, well, no big deal. But our blessings don't always look the way that we want them to. Another example is 
One of my dear friends a few years back got a divorce. Divorce is hard. Divorce is painful. You have to grieve it like a death. It's that hard and it pierces your soul and it's very difficult to come out of that sorrow and the realization of I'm used to this person. What is my life going to be? The embarrassment of it, the failure element, all of those negative feelings that come when you break up a marriage. I can imagine how painful that is and how hard it is to pull yourself out of that negative space and how much healing it takes to get there. So it's something for some people catastrophic and debilitating. But when my friend and I were talking about it, she gets divorced and she's able after that divorce to find a new partner who loves her unconditionally, is an amazing right hand, and they've had the most beautiful kids. Overall, it had like a great ending. Now, fast forward a little bit, her ex-husband is now divorcing his new wife. When we were discussing the situation, all of those negative feelings started creeping back up for her. And all of a sudden she was saying negative things and talking about the past. And we stopped for a minute and I said, you know what, friend? But remember, he did you a favor. Can you imagine what your life would be like had you not gotten rid of him? And in that moment, there was a shift in the way that we were talking and the dialogue and how it went. And it went from like negativity to a feeling of to like a sense of peace and gratitude and joy. She was able to say, oh my God, yes. Her life would have been so different and not as blessed had she continued on with someone that wasn't serving her in her life. And that was just a reminder to me that our blessings don't always look the way we expect them to. Sometimes our biggest blessings are shrouded in a horrendous, what seems like catastrophic situation, guys. And that's what it is. In that she needed to go through that horrible experience to learn about herself, to grow, to understand what she was willing and unwilling to tolerate from a partner, to find her strength, to find her independence, to find some self-love, and to understand what are deal breakers in her life. We have to remember to be grateful and to find that anchor point of that will remind us that we're going to come through everything. So I'm going to give you a couple of things that help me when I've been struggling through it, how I connect with that feeling of gratitude. So it's a little silly. There's a couple of things that I do and it's very different. On a normal basis, I start, I'll meditate and I'll think of something, I'll concentrate on something that I really love. So I'll start with my dog, Daphne, my beautiful, beautiful Daphne. That's what will pop in my mind. And I'll think of her and I'll smile. Then I'll move to my brother. My brother, you guys have talked about this before, but my brothers are my favorite people. So I'll start with my brother, Eric, and he's just the best person on the planet. Everybody should have an Eric. We call him Papo. Everybody needs a Papo in their life because he's just perfect. So every time I think of him, I automatically feel happy and joy and peace. So I'm able to connect quickly when I envision my brother with that feeling of gratitude. If my dog doesn't work, then I'll move to my husband and my daughter. And my husband and my daughter are the big guns, guys. <laughs> but, you know, it'll it'll always start with my puppy Daphne and my brother Papo. And then I'll move to my little brother Josh. Which, if you don't know that one, that one's my other favorite person. He's just, just the coolest douche there ever will be. My favorite person, we call him Bebo. So my brothers are Papo and Bebo. And when I think of them... I'm able to quickly connect with that feeling of gratitude and continue that meditation forward. And while I'm in that meditation, in that feeling of gratitude, I start projecting love outward. And I start sending love to my mother 
and my husband and my daughter and the people around me. And then I start thinking about all of the blessings that I have and how infinitely blessed I am. And it just helps me kind of find that vibration of joy and peace that helps me get through the hard times. And sometimes I have to do it multiple times a day, sometimes, and I'll do it definitely in the mornings and for sure before I go to bed. But it's just a process that I do to kind of center me and help me find my purpose to move forward. And some days when it's a little bit harder and it becomes a little bit more challenging, my brothers and my dog just aren't cutting it. I meditate on what God is and why God loves me and all of the examples that I have in my life of God's love. I have to write it down and I have to physically sit with it and write it down. I have to write down the answers to these questions because sometimes in my mind's eye, in the middle of the chaos and the grief or whatever it is that I'm experiencing in that moment, I will not be able to do it on my own. So I have to get out a pen and paper and I have to write it out. Why does God love me? What are the examples in my life of God's infinite mercy and love in my life? And when you sit there and you ponder that and you sit with it, it's a game changer. And if that doesn't work, ladies and gentlemen, I strongly recommend that you watch some Ted Lasso. (laughs) My husband's laughing. If you haven't watched that show, that show just changes the game and it's uplifting and it fills your soul and it's just really positive. So whenever you find yourself in a dark spot, just put on some Ted Lasso or Great British Bake Off, whichever one, and find yourself in a state of joy and a little laughter and that's it. I hope this is helpful and I hope it gives you some encouragement, something to hold on to. I love you so much. Thank you for listening and I'll see you soon.